0: Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Between the Shadows. This is Kristen. This is Kara. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us. We are on with more Dark Shadows. That's right. So, last time we talked, we talked about the end of Jason McGuire's blackmail, and we talked about Maggie getting to escape from Barnabas with the help of Sarah Collins.
1: Yeah, her dad found her at the bottom of Widow's Hill on the beach, just where she said she'd be found. Yep. Yep and they ended up taking her to the hospital first off, and then that's where they decided to pretend she's dead for the best mm-hmm. and try to catch the killer. And yep. I guess that's when they sent her to Wincliffe where she's safe, because nobody, they think she's dead and nobody would know she's there.
0: Exactly. So, And
1: that's where we get to meet Julia. Julia, she is a single lady, Married to her work. Yes. And she's much deeper into her work than anyone knows. Like yes. she studies the weird and unusual and the macabre and the what ifs.
0: There's even one scene that she says, I've always been fascinated by the comparison or the relationship between life and death mm-hmm. and how the two could someday be merged and death would just be a continuation of life. Right. I mean, that was, that was deep for me. That was later on when she finds Barnabas out and she finds him out she's very 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 smart she's and she's very i don't want to say manipulative because i don't feel that way about julia but she knows how to ask the right questions and she is very perceptive and yeah. very very discerning when she finds information out she she's been treating maggie she comes on as like a, as a therapist you know like a right like a shrink yeah but in truth, she's a surgeon. She's a, a scientist. A, a scientist. She's a, an internal medicine doctor. She does it all. And there was an interview with Grayson Hall, rest her soul. She was wonderful. And she was saying that you know Julia wasn't just a, a psychologist. She was. She was everything. She yeah. was your an efficient doctor. A, a terribly efficient doctor. And could do just about anything in the medical field. She could perform surgery. She could, you know, look under a microscope
1: and, and, you know, a blood specialist. She could do it all. Right. She did the lab. She did the work. Like, she was married to her work. And she practiced every field, it seemed. Yeah. So she had a little bit of experience everywhere.
0: And it ended up not only saving Maggie's life... But in the end, it saved Barnabas's life too because right. Julia is so
1: smart right and she's very good at what she does. right And she, like because of you know it's and she doesn't didn't need anybody else's help to figure this out beca- no. because she can do it all herself. Right. So and of course, we know that the secret is in the blood samples. Yes. To this whole thing of what's going on, yes, it's in the blood samples. There's so. a very
0: destructive cell in your bloodstream, and her plan was to completely purge his arterial system, mm-hmm. is what she said, and introduce a new drug into the into the the bloodstream of Barnabas. That can counteract it. Yeah, that can normalize that can normalize his bloodstream, and he can right. it would essentially make him human. I
1: mean, it's like curing cancer.
0: Yeah, like in the in the revival series uh, with Ben Cross when Julia Hoffman comes on and says, "Hey, look, I can fix you." Mm-hmm. He was like, "This is a curse. This goes beyond just your science." She was like, "No, it doesn't. I have a scientific plan here, and it's going to work." Mm-hmm. And
1: it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. She took this 200-year-old curse put on him by this spawn of Satan, basically, right. and she made it scientific and made it to where she could cure him. And I just I think it's it, it was just mind-blowing and i I just i loved it It i
1: was talking with barry last night and it's um funny because he's he's like any curse you can put a curse on a curse you can put any curse on a curse to whether it's to cure it or to make it worse or just to null and void it yeah that's that's kind of how i look at julia's treatment for barnabas it's like because he's like you can't cure this this goes beyond medical science and all this he's like this is magical pretty much Mm -hmm. but that's how i looked at it she's like you can put a curse on any curse to null and void or to fix it who's to say you can't yeah so it just happens to be science but that's kind of how this feels like you can get rid of this with absolutely quote unquote another curse
0: absolutely so, and that's exactly what julia just did. a
1: scientific curse she you know
0: he's ready to kill her like he goes to her room and she's very smart she's very perceptive she put a dummy in the bed because mm-hmm. she knew he was coming mm-hmm. for her
1: and and that's the other thing she's very prepared before she confronts whoever she's you know, like Barnabas. Yes.
0: She's already caught him with the mirror. She's already seen him in his coffin. She's ready for him. And then she confronts him herself and says, okay, well, how would you like to meet tomorrow morning? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that doesn't work for me. Okay. What about tomorrow afternoon? That doesn't work for
1: me either. I'll be out of town until after six (laughs) o'clock.
0: I'll be unavailable until tomorrow night. And she, in her very confident way is like, okay, well then till tomorrow night and, and I look forward to it. And of course that evening he comes to her room and she's already ready for him. Right. And he was like, well, you made the mistake of not getting away from here as soon as possible. And she's like, hold on, I can fix you. Mm-hmm. And the look in Barnabas goes from I'm ready to kill this woman and I'm angry and I'm, you know, this evil vampire that he can't help to Dr. You begin to intrigue
1: me, you yeah. know? like nobody's ever i, I mean it, to his knowledge i mean and they didn't know much about witchcraft to begin with because right who really believed in it right right until exactly. it actually happened exactly but i mean this is the first time somebody has ever said anything like that to barnabas like i can get rid of this curse
0: yes and he was like it's just not possible she's like no it wasn't possible 200 years ago it's yeah. possible now yeah and she was like, my whole life, I've been waiting for this, and it's been fruitless until I found you. And mm-hmm. I'm, This I, is
1: what I've been working for all yes. these years, this breakthrough, yes, medical science breakthrough. like, Yes, so, so yeah.
0: this, this was a great moment in Dark Shadows when Julia Hoffman arrived. I she just, had a
1: hot arrival. Yes, she <laughs> very had a hot very arrival. hot
0: arrival. And every time I watch it, in that first scene with her and at, with Maggie at Wincliff I'm like, "Oh, there's Julia!" Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the story opens up. We went on a big tangent about Julia, but it was definitely worth mentioning. You yeah, got to <laughs> Julia's top five. She really, she really is. She's OG. She and she stays on till the end. She stayed to the end, and I'm so glad that she did. I'm glad she's not one of those characters that they just axed after yeah. a little while. She stayed on till the end. Yeah. Now, Grayson Hall was actually married to one of the writers, Sam Hall, of the show. And whether it's nepotism or not, it worked out because I I can't think of anybody else who could have played Julia Hoffman. Yeah,
1: and we're not the only ones who say that. I know y'all agree. Yes. I've heard it, I've seen it, I've read it. (laughs)
0: Try to uh, tell me I'm wrong, I'll wait. (laughs) But so I think that making the whole town think that Maggie is dead was a pretty smart move on Dr. Woodard's part. Uh, Dr. Woodard is the one who's been treating Maggie all this time with her illness, you know, with her loss of blood and her sleepwalking and her different moods and, and eventually her disappearance.
1: And he's constantly trying to check in with Julia to get an update on Maggie's case. And Julia is very vague or just ignores him completely. doesn't Doesn't answer his calls or return his calls. And finally, Woodard gets a hold of her and he's like, well what the hell's going on right with Maggie And she's like, well you know the vague answers this and that we haven't There's really no changed ha- There's no change We haven't really had much of a breakthrough but all that time while she's telling Woodard that she's studying the blood samples yes. She's studying
0: the blood samples and then she picks up on these little things that Maggie says Maggie can't remember anything. Mm-mm. She can remember vague little things. She can remember a soft tinkling music and a fragrance and and all of it just scares her to death.
1: And her go-to Julia's go-to technique is hypnosis. Yes. That's the only thing that seems to work. Yes.
0: She doesn't come right out and she tells Maggie, she's like, It's not important that you remember exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want to see what your senses remember. Right. And she was like, Can you describe something that you know you said that you heard, that you liked, that you smelled, that you didn't like, or do you feel hot or cold? What right. you know, just sense sensory memory. Right. And that that was genius. <laughs> that was genius because it jogged Maggie's memory because mm-hmm. she heard the music and she smelled the, the jasmine. She know? was in a
1: cold basement room. Yes.
0: Like, and she she felt stone wall and she yeah. realized she was in a cemetery and that makes Julie go aha you uh-huh. know
1: you just got to put the pieces together
0: and she ends up taking Maggie to the cemetery mm-hmm. and
1: I think what was it broad daylight It was broad daylight and Oh sh- that, and that's when Vicky and Burke Vicky, Yes I saw Maggie in the yes, freaking cemetery because, <laughs> because this
0: whole time Barnabas has been grooming Vicky it's not the same. As yeah, when since he did Maggie, it with Maggie left, yeah, he's been he's been getting in her head and and sending her these little hints that mm-hmm. you know about Josette and getting her obsessed with Josette. Now Vicky has already had a closeness with Josette because Josette protected her when Matthew Morgan was trying to kill her. Yeah, and then when Laura Collins came, Josette used her to speak through at the seance, and
1: she knows that he, she's been there for David as well. And David yes. David is her number one priority. Yes, so.
0: So so Vicky already feels a closeness to Josette. When Barnabas came, I felt like it just fanned the flame.
1: Definitely. And and,
0: and Vicky just became more enthralled and more curious, and, and she just wanted to know more. She wanted to know everything there was to know about Josette. So Barnabas starts grooming
1: her by throwing this big costume party. Immediately. Yeah. Like the second Maggie leaves, he's like, yes. well, screw it. On to the next.
0: Yes, exactly. And he Ex- tells he tells like, Willie he was like, I can't let this room be vacant. It's got it's got to have someone in it. So so. <laughs> so his his pretense for throwing this party is that Elizabeth hasn't seen the restoration of his house and he's finished most of it. Right. So he decides to throw a costume party where everybody is going to come dressed as one of the. Previous Collins family right. members—they're
1: all going to look like they did 200 years yes, ago. Yes, because Barnabas that still has all the clothes. <laughs> right, and that's the last thing Barnabas remembers is yes. 200 years He's ago. He's still trying
0: to, trying to recreate this life. He's he the same have. man.
1: He's not 200 years. Older mentally.
0: Right, exactly. He's still that young kid from yeah. back then.
1: What was it? Probably 20, 21 years old? I,
0: I think it's hard to know. Like, Josette, I, I, I think, was around 19 or something when yeah. she was supposed to marry. Yeah, sounds about right, especially
1: it. for that era. You know, like back in the 1700s, if you weren't married by like 15 16 you're an old like you're
0: old what are you doing (laughs) that
1: meant that went for men and women yes exactly so um and yeah i kind of figured between 19 and 21 they were probably
0: i yeah i i agree and so he he's he tells the family and and roger's excited vicky's excited Liz is not excited. She's like, "I don't want to do this. She's like and 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 her her reasons aren't real clear. You know, she just says, "I just don't feel like we should be doing this. But eventually, after some convincing, they finally get her to go along with it. And so Roger comes, he he tells Roger, you're you're to come as Joshua Collins, mm-hmm. his father. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth is supposed to come as Naomi Collins, his mother. And Carolyn is going to come as Millicent, who is Barnabas's cousin, and he saves Vicky for last. And of course, she's going to come as the one and only Josette. Of course. And Vicky, you is think just... Willie Win is
1: Ben Stokes? <laughs> <I know. laughs> we don't even see him at the I party. Know. but you know, <laughs> we all know. <laughs>
0: well, the funny thing is, is it could have worked because in the revival series, it wasn't Ben Stokes; it was Ben Loomis, who was an ancestor of Willie Loomis's. Instead, it was that's kind of right. mixed up a little. I kind so. of I
1: forgot about that, but that's right.
0: So, if they had gone that route, then Willie definitely could have come as bitten. But, but... Wow. Yeah,
1: I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. So... So the night of the party comes, Vicky's already gone over to the old house to help pick out costumes for everybody. Right, and she's and, in
1: Josette's dowry or yes, whatever it is. in her
0: trunk, in yeah. her room, and she was like, oh, this one will work and this one will work, and, and she's just enamored by Josette's dress and says, it's way too elegant for me. I'm, I don't deserve to wear this dress, yeah. and Barnabas was just like, just take it. You deserve it, mm-hmm. you know. hmm Basically trying to get her excited to be Josette. Right. And and then they find a little tiny dress that Vicky's like, whose dress was this? It's tiny, you know, and it was Sarah's dress. And, and Barnabas is very, his attitude changes just a little bit and says that this belonged to, you know, a little girl who lived a long time ago, belonged to Sarah Collins. And he's kind of not letting on that it's bugging him, but it is. Yeah. Because I think.
1: It's like the same when he was. Telling Josette's story on Widows Hill, you could just tell in right. his face like it was getting to him. Like it wasn't your ancestor that went through this, it was really you. Right, like, exactly. You just can't yeah. hold back those emotions.
0: Exactly. And <clears throat> I think, in my in my opinion, from, from what I can see and what I've what I've after watching this show several times. I think that there was no one that Barnabas loved more than Sarah Collins. Definitely. His little sister. More than his was, mom,
1: more than Josette. Yes, Sarah she was, precious was his first him. like love.
0: Yes, and Sarah loved him, mm-hmm. you know, and it was obvious mm-hmm. by, by the way he talks about her yeah. and says so she was such a, a precious, a, such a beautiful child, you know. When she was such a little girl when she died. Like Yeah, she was 9. She
1: which
0: was, I think the day before or the day before or on her 10th birthday was when she died. And so so she finds that dress, they 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 don't talk really really more on it and the night of the party comes and Burke has come to take Vicky on a date. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Burke
1: end up going as Jeremiah? Yes, okay. because
0: Vicky runs down to the old house because she feels bad that she bailed on Burke and she's like, can't Burke come too And this? And Barnabas was like, I don't want Burke to come. But then he realizes, oh, he could be Jeremiah
1: and I yeah. can have a shot at Jeremiah again. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like so, Barnabas, he's like recreating, like it seems like, you know, one of the last moments.
0: One of his last living moments, like well, technically living moments. I mean,
1: that, that was their family. You you know, they're always dressed to the nines because they're It's the they're 1700s wealthy. And,
0: and they're a very prominent family. I mean, the town's named after them. At this, they're you know. very
1: wealthy and, you know, it's not, it's just like he's just trying to recreate, you know, one of the last things that he would remember from being in that house with his family, you know, throw, it, throwing a dinner party Definitely. or, you know, so it's, like I said, it's like mentally he's not 200 years older, so he's just reverting back to what he knew last. Yes. And he's he wants his mom around. He wants his dad there. He wants Josette there. Mm-hmm. That's all he wants because mentally he's still 200 years away.
0: And what like, we find out later on when they go back to 1795, we find out that he and Jeremiah were very close before. Incredibly.
1: Jer- they were uncle and nephew, but they were brothers. Yeah.
0: And 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 they and that gets brought up too. And we'll talk about this later, of course. But Vicki mentions just like, I I was always led to believe that you two weren't close, and and Jeremiah just just lit right into her and said, that's not true, how dare you, you have no right to say that, and she was like, whoa, hold on, I didn't realize, and I just read it in this book, yeah, (laughs) and and, and he was like, I apologize, he was like, it's just, he's like my brother, he's my nephew, but he's more like my brother, Mm -hmm. so at one point, Jeremiah and Barnabas were close, but then Jeremiah Mm -hmm. married Josette, and jeremiah was just a, a seed of hatred for for barnabas yeah. and he how could you do
1: this to me right this and ultimate he, betrayal
0: exactly and there there ends up being a duel about it you know and which cost jeremiah his life shot and his face off shot his face clean off <laughs>
1: according <laughs> and, to the ghost that comes back
0: yes <laughs> Anyway. But, I mean, he, he definitely seems to be agitated by Jeremiah Collins now, and he even tells Willie that he'll have another shot at destroying him at the party now that Burke is coming. It's like, and Barnabas,
1: you really going to do this again?
0: Yes. <laughs> and he says that he is the worst enemy he's ever had, and if time had permitted, he would have destroyed him. Mm-hmm. So the party comes, and everybody goes, and it's dr- and they're dressed up, and they, they're all like, wow, it's like stepping back into the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And they decide to have a seance, this time just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> this time just for fun. And <laughs> so they all get around the table like they do and Josette uses Vicky again to speak through. And this time Vicky relives Josette, the moment of Josette's death. Mm. She's running, she's running over the grounds and running from someone. We, we find out later, of course, it's Barnabas, but she's running from someone. I've got to run. I've got to run. And the clips are my only escape. And just as she's about to leap off and name the person who is chasing Uh, her, Barnabas leaps up and just stops her. Yeah. Just
1: breaks the circle. Yes. Yes.
0: And he says, I couldn't let her go through it again. It was the only way I could save her. Again, this is not Barnabas Collins' ancestor. This is Barnabas Collins. So he, yeah. he relived that
1: moment, too. He has plenty of uh, slip of the tongues. Yes,
0: he really does. But nobody picks up but on it. But <laughs> nobody
1: picks up on it. It's nuts.
0: Nobody picks up on it. And it's, nuts. Just, it's just funny to I me. I was going to
1: say that. It's like this whole series. I mean, I guess that's the point. Nobody knows. But it's like he made it through the whole show. And nobody ever... Almost
0: really, was never found out. It's like
1: Julia is the only one who ever really knew.
0: And, and, and Willie,
1: obviously. Yeah,
0: and and she becomes, they become his closest allies. Yeah. And even the women he loved never found out who he really was, you yeah. know,
1: and it just... It's so like, fun. I feel like this whole Dark Shadows as a whole in Barnabas, it's like the whole show, he's just trying to get back what he lost. hmm but then in the process, learning to love the Collinses that are there for, yes. them, for themselves. And
0: it takes a while. It takes, it a, takes long a long time. Honestly, I think it's until he becomes human when Dr. Lang comes along yeah. and creates Adam, you yeah. know. And that's when that's when he starts living life as it is now. Instead yeah. of trying to get what he got back. Because he's not a vampire anymore. He right. doesn't have to live this life anymore. So he's, 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 he's... You're free to be. He's free to be himself and, and start a new life. It took a long while, but he finally got there. <laughs> right. I just but.
1: I love that whole progression throughout the entire series. It's like yes, he's you know he starts off yearning for what he lost, and as as the show goes on and on and on, you see him just fall into loving them for who they are, and he doesn't want to lose them as much as he didn't want to lose his family in the first place. Yes, definitely. He loves he ends up loving them and like they are his mom and dad and you know sister and lover David's his little him. brother or whatever. You yes, know? like he. I I I loved seeing that progression, and then by the end, of course, we all know.
0: Yes, definitely, he becomes Barnab. He definitely becomes like Barnabas Collins of nineteen sixty six instead of Barnabas of the seventeen hundreds. He like slowly just... kind of
1: becomes his old Barnabas self again, like the loving and caring and man that he was. Definitely, you know, I agree. I love it.
0: After the séance, Vicky goes out to get Samaritans. The party is essentially over. But not before she sees a little girl standing at the top of the stairs as she's on her way out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the others don't see her, but she tells Barnabas that the girl seemed to be wearing the same dress, the little dress that they found in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And we all know it was Sarah Collins, and I'm, I I think Barnabas had an idea, too, that, that it was Sarah. But yeah. like, like these, all these little hints have been dropping about Sarah. and But
1: she won't show her face to she, him. She
0: won't show his fa- her face to so him. So he's
1: still guessing at this point.
0: Like, every time he hears this little girl's name dropped, he gets more curious, or, you know, and eventually he catches on, is this Sarah? This this, this sounds like Sarah, you know? Mm-hmm. And and isn't at
1: one point Vicky was, like, describing the little girl she saw in the old house, and David's like, oh, that sounds like Sarah. Something like something that, like yeah. Something like
0: that? Later on after the party, Vicky Vicky's feeling horrible about leaving Barnabas so upset, because he's upset about the seance, and he's clearly upset that he had to relive Josette's death again, and um, that's the part that that nobody else knows, but everyone else goes to bed, and Barnabas comes down to call and was still dressed in his seventeen hundred clothes. Vicky still dressed like Josette, and he goes to thank her for her efforts on the party because she was thoroughly excited about it, and she did her part to get the others excited about it too. Mm-hmm. And he gives her Josette's music box.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: and he told her that, that how much she was like Josette, and that. He said that he felt that is what helped make the party successful, and the the music box was a quote unquote thank you gift for helping with the party. But this was Barnabas's next step in grooming. Her it was it was Josette.
1: his <laughs> it was his lure. Yes, to get her. It
0: was it was a pretense. Barnabas has got all these pretenses for mm-hmm. you know helping Vicky along in the process of becoming Josette. <laughs> right, right. And you know the next day she comes in and brings the dress back, and she's pressed out all the wrinkles and. And she insists that Willie hang it up in the room instead of throwing it back in the trunk. She was like, I, I can't let you do that. This, this dress deserves to be hung in her room. And Willie's like, yeah, okay, fine. Just, <laughs> just, just put it down over there. And <laughs> Willie tells her that Barnabas commented that he should have the party on the following day because the following day was Josette's birthday. And it was a legend that Jose had got the music box on her birthday. So this is what prompted Vicki to go to the cemetery. Right. And put flowers on Josette's grave. And on that same day she brings Burke because Liz insists she doesn't do it alone because it's weird and how why would you do that? She's been dead all these years and, well, and the attacks like, the
1: attacks at this point right. are going on again.
0: Right. And and Vicky's like, I want to. I feel like it's something I need to do. And she's like, Fine, just don't go alone and she takes Burke and Burke thinks it's it's I'm trying both. to talk
1: her out of it the whole friggin' <laughs> <Yeah>. time.
0: <laughs> Burke thinks it's a load of crap and, and but he goes anyway because it's Vicky and And
1: this is where the stories collide. Yes. Because that's where when she sees julia and maggie in the cemetery yes
0: she was like that That those two women over there one of them looks like maggie evans and burke was like she's dead you couldn't have seen her i mean julia's brought maggie to eagle hill to see if it'll jog her memory because she mentioned she was in a cemetery yeah and she you know shows around some of the graves and 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 says does any of this look familiar look at that that clump of trees over there and um, but but they, the, they see Burke and Vicky off in the distance, you know, they don't, they're
1: not close. You know, they see each other from a distance. And and doesn't Vicki even shout out Maggie's name? I don't think so. And that scares Julia and Maggie off?
0: I, I think she, she goes, Burke, I think that's Maggie Evans, and I think oh. Julia hears them. Okay. And okay. She, she ducks away into the, into the mausoleum okay. and, and takes Maggie with her. Well, Maggie seems to remember something about that mausoleum, and it scares the crap out of her. And Maggie seems, like, very disturbed by the name Collins. Like, the name Collins is getting to her, and she's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, this is where Julia makes a pretty clever turn in her investigation. She asked Dr. Woodard to introduce her at Collinwood as a, as a family historian mm-hmm. who wants to do some information on the Collinses. And... He's like, why,
1: Julia? Yeah, exactly. Because she still hasn't told him anything about Yeah, he's about completely Maggie's in case. the dark. He knows
0: nothing. Yeah. And being being Maggie's doctor, you know, going this long without any answers, I, I, I think I'd probably be antsy, too. You know, it's... So Julia keeps it completely concealed that she's a doctor. She is just Julia Hoffman. Right. And she has come to do some research so that she can write a book. At first, Liz isn't real big on the idea, but Vicky convinces her because Vicky's enamored by the past, same as Barnabas. Right. She convinces Liz is to let her do her research and she tells she tells Julia look, you got to talk to Barnabas. He's the guru, man. He's the one to talk to. Mm-hmm. And Barnabas just completely shuts her out. He's like, look, I'm not interested. I'm not interested at all. Yeah. But Barnabas is really the one that she's come to see because she's curious and she's got her suspicions. And she even plays this little game with Maggie and the doll that Sarah has given her. She's like, let's find out the doll's name. And then she she rattles off all these Collins' names. She, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Collins Stoddard, Carolyn Stoddard, Sarah Collins. And the only one she reacts to is Sarah. Sarah is my friend. She gave me the doll. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, let's try one more time. And she says, my name is Barnabas Collins. And she just flips out, just becomes completely hysterical. Mm -hmm. And then Julie is like,
1: Hmm. Ding,
0: ding, 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 ding. Yep. (laughs) So this is when she goes to the old house to talk to Barnabas again, after he's already turned her down and she pulls out her little mirror and she can't see him in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, I think she sees him in his coffin and she's got him. And, then that same night is when he shows up in her room and, and she claims that she can cure him. And yeah. Barnabas brings her to the old house in the middle of the night after this happens and tells her to go to the basement and select a room as her laboratory. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she selects a room, but the whole time Barnabas is telling Willie, I don't trust her and I'm going to kill her. Mm-hmm. She's not going to get back to college, but I'm just going to kill her. Julia's like, well, to kill me would be your downfall. Yeah. because if I die I've got insurance waiting. you'll be exposed yeah. and he was like who would talk and and she was like Maggie Evans and he was, Maggie Evans is dead and she was like is she? and <laughs> so mm-hmm. Barnabas is just mm-hmm. shocked that holy crap Maggie is still alive and Julia's like yeah and I've got her well
1: hidden And she hasn't said anything yet, Yeah, but she's on the brink.
0: Yeah, she was like, she just remembers little pieces, and she said, but eventually her memory will come back, and she will remember everything, Mm -hmm. and he was like... And she
1: remembers enough for me to figure out it was you.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and he was like, well, she'll tell whether you're dead or alive. She was like, true, but as long as I'm in charge of Maggie's care, she'll never remember. Yeah. And I'm in charge of her treatment, and I can make sure that she'll never remember,
1: Mm -hmm. and... Because selfishly, it would interfere with Julia's plans, too. Exactly. For the scientific breakthrough. This is a
0: major breakthrough for her.
1: So, you got to, you win some, you lose some, and in Maggie's case, it's a losing case with Julia, because Julia's got an ulterior motive. Yeah, she wants to help Maggie and everything, but she's more concerned with her scientific breakthrough right now. And she wants to complete it. She wants to see if it'll work. Right. And that's... I think that's taking precedent in her mind over Maggie.
0: Definitely. Definitely she so. she has taken a very strong interest in Barnabas's case mm-hmm. because it's so unique and so rare and who the heck has ever heard of a real living vampire, you yeah. know? And she's positive that she can cure him. So in the long run Maggie's going to be fine. Physically she's fine and with Julia she, Julia's help she can be normal again. Keep that
1: one part of her memory blocked forever. Right,
0: and and essentially be Maggie Evans again, which is exactly what she does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a scene where sarah comes back to, uh, on the scene and she's crying and david's like why are you crying you know david's out to play and he finds sarah and asks her why she's crying she's like i've, I've lost my friend maggie and david was like well i'm sorry sarah but maggie's dead mm-hmm. and sarah just laughs at him mm-hmm.
1: she's yeah, like she's not dead she's like if
0: she were dead i would know mm-hmm. and david was like well how would you know she's like i know she's like there's things that you know i know who's dead yeah and we pretty much already guessed that Sarah is a ghost. And Sarah, yeah. because she's a ghost, she knows who's dead and who's alive. And she's like, Maggie Evans is not dead. Yeah. I just can't find her. And she does eventually find her at Wincliffe and helps her escape.
1: Yeah.
0: And she, she picks up the doll off the bed and gives it to Maggie. She says, now call the nurse. Mm-hmm. Call the nurse. And... Maggie does call the nurse and she comes and unlocks the door and Maggie leaves out of the open door and locks the nurse in the room (laughs) and Sarah's a little diversion
1: for the nurse.
0: Yes. She's singing her little London bridge, you know, how'd you get in here? Exactly. And then she turns her back again and Sarah's gone and Maggie escapes from Wincliffe. And with the help of Sarah, and Sarah takes her all the way back to Collinwood. They said that Wincliffe in the very beginning. They said that Wincliffe was a hundred miles from Collinwood, she... and Sarah took her all the way back to Collinwood, and then disappeared. Because the next scene that we see Maggie, she's walking into the the door of the Blue Whale. Where Vicky and Barnabas and Burke are all sitting having a drink. Yeah, you could
1: hear crickets when she walked yes. in. It's like, and oh. it's like even the music in the bar. St- I don't think it did, but that's... No, it, like, it
0: actually did. Did it? Okay. Like, like, Vicky turns her head, and there's Maggie standing at the door, and just everything is just silent as Maggie walks in. It's like one of the most in.
1: quiet moments of the entire series. You it's have like, that
0: very oh. foreboding music, that boom, boom, uh-huh. and she just... Uh-huh. But oh, my God. To, to back up just a little bit, they're all in the bar because... They're celebrating Vicky's awesome find. She's found this house that she's just terribly in love with. Oh yeah! And she, you know, she's already, She's come running into Collinwood to tell everybody, "I'm in love." And Burke's like, "Hey!" And she's like, "No, I found this wonderful house." And they they want to go down and see it. While Barnabas comes to crash it, you know, he's like, "Well, I want to go too. Let's <laughs> go." <laughs>
1: You're gonna live here too? Yes. <laughs> and
0: this whole time, this whole time they're doing this, there is just this giant pissing contest going on between Burke and Barnabas. And Burke is completely impatient with Vicky because she's gone upstairs to put something warmer on, and she's taking five ever, you know. Yeah. And and Barnabas is like, well, a man should be willing to wait for all eternity for the woman he loves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, not everybody can be you, Barnabas, but okay. And you know, he's being very sweet and very patient. And Burke's like, come on, take talk, you know, mm-hmm. and. And the second she gets down, and, and he was like, all right, well, let's go. And Barnabas was like, you look very lovely. And might I say, well, worth the wait, my dear. <laughs> and it's just it's just a, a pissing contest, back and forth. You know, Burke is very agitated, and Barnabas is very sweet. And they keep disagreeing with each other. Well, I like heat. Well, I like I like the ambiance of the past. You I know? like chocolate.
1: I like vanilla. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth. And they go and see this house, and Vicky falls in love with it. and. That's why they're at the Blue Well having a drink when Maggie walks in. So,
1: man, that was a it was intense. That was an intense moment of the show.
0: And Maggie doesn't
1: because I mean, I can imagine watching it live back then. Yes. And like is this really going to happen? Is this really going to happen? Yes. And when it does happen, I can imagine the feeling. People how people felt because I'm sure I felt the same way. Yes, when and it happened. the whole
0: time Barnabas has got his face, you know, uh-huh. turned away from Maggie because he knows the second she sees him, it's going to be and over. And she for is him.
1: checking him
0: out. She can't quite figure out who he is, but she knows. Like like she see she sees him and then turns around and falls to the floor and says no and then passes out. Yeah. And
1: and he's like pivoting in his chair very slowly as she keeps coming around. Yes, she and keeps, she's just she like she pivots
0: with him, you know. yeah pivots with him. And it's <laughs> yeah. just such an intense and awkward scene and you're like holy crap, holy crap. Is it all going to come out?
1: <laughs> yes. Like oh my god it's great
0: it's so intense and oh man so that is where we are in our story ladies and gentlemen and um i'd like to stop there and uh next time we will continue on with the next part of this story this is just where maggie keeps trying to get her memory back but julia keeps her word to barnabas and makes sure she doesn't remember And so that's
1: where we'll go from, from next week. It's been fun, and I can't wait till next week. Yes. Um, But for now, guys, let's just keep it between us and the shadows, and have a good night.
0: Good night, everyone. Bye. I had to stop them. I had to send you away again. Because you are truly gone, as the past is gone. I must live in the present. And if I am to have you at last, you must be someone from the present. So go away and never come back any of you you've been listening to between the shadows a dark shadows podcast all original dark shadows music video clips images and media are the sole property of dan curtis productions and is only used to promote dark shadows and should not be distributed copied or reproduced